Hello everyone, and welcome back to Sides of the Best Part, a podcast where we learn about the amazing passion projects undertaken by college students that are not related to their major. Once again, I'm your host, Lola Jamo, and here we have Dami. Hi guys! Hi, I'm Dami. <laughs> you want to say your name, Major? Yes, so I'm Dami Atenidebe. I'm a senior community health major on the pre-med track here at University of Maryland College Park. So do you want to describe like your project and the things you've done? Yes, so um, I'm currently working on various dance projects in my, uh, as a solo career currently. So I've been on AfroChic, which is an um, all-female African dance team at UMD for the past four years. Shout out to AfroChic, <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been doing that for four years. Um, prior to that, I've been involved in the dance community for a while. I've been dancing since I was um, six years old, and I've been just doing it for the, rest, like, for the, the past couple years of my life so I've wanted to make sure to kind of not stop dancing until or after college rather Mm -hmm. and for me I was thinking like after these four years what's next I won't really dance anymore unless I kind of plan it out in my life Mm -hmm. so I was just like I love dance too much to kind of give up after the four years of college and be me being on this dance team so I was just like you know let me just focus on kind of perfecting my craft outside of a dance team and also focus on kind of knowing the why there's a, there's a reason why I, I, I started to love dance at, at a young age I, I started to be able to have this consistent love of dance for how many years over 15 years of my life so mm-hmm. it's just like I didn't want to give it up even after four years of college so I, was, I talked to myself I was just like I want to focus on actually perfecting my craft becoming a better dancer um, in the community and being able to use my passion and my drive for my culture to be able to to be, to be able to impact the lives of other people who are in the community as well right. so that's kind of why I wanted to focus on becoming a solo dancer in, in the community so with me I've been a part of I think currently in this year um three or four dance projects as, as regards to me, myself, as a solo dancer or, like, other dancers in the community or in, like, the DMV slash eastern U.S. area yeah. um, of, the, of the United States. So I've collaborated with a lot of other dancers who are prominent in the DMV area, um, and we have a um, collab video coming out soon, so stay tuned for that <laughs> one. And I've also been um, taking a lot of dance classes and training in various dance styles like Afro dance, Afro fusion, coupe, ndobolo, um... So I'm just making sure that I'm I'm able to learn first because it's mm-hmm. important to learn and train yourself as a dancer if you want to be in this industry in this in this community because it's really important. You can't like it's like going to school and then getting your degree in like medicine so you can become a doctor. So yeah. it's just like you need to be able to be knowledgeable of the different dance styles that you need to be, you want to be able to impact the lives of others about. So I think it's really important for us to do that. So I'm trying to be doing that. I'm trying to do that do that right now, mm-hmm. and um. It's been a lot. It's been definitely ups and downs because, you know, it's dancing is great one minute, but if you're not used to a certain culture's dance styles, it's just, like, yeah. really, like, hard to, like, learn sometimes. And I get really – I can get very frustrated sometimes when it comes to that, but I know that my why is bigger than this move or this yeah, next yeah, move. Yeah. So I, I focus on, like, trying to be open-minded to it and learn from it and be able to grow as a dancer overall. So yeah. that's what I want to do. That sort of reminds me of, like – the discussion I had with Nadia a few episodes back where we were talking about how like dance is ever evolving and you can't really like ever stop learning exactly so even like as you're getting to a point where you know you're like more confident and you're collabing with people and you're getting paid to even do like certain dance jobs like you have to keep pushing yourself to learn and you have to keep yourself in that mindset right so you're on like the pre-med track and I know like that's um going to be a commitment like yeah. moving forward <laughs> so how do you sort of like 
keep yourself motivated in learning dance while you're doing something like um being trying to be on the pre-med track right so I kind of consider dance as an escape from reality mm. I think it's kind of been my mo- that's the reason why I've been on this team for the past four years consistently this is not my only org that I've been a part of for like the, all four years of my college mm. career so I know that there's a reason why I was able to kind of like keep my attraction for it so strong and it's because I have this escape from reality where I can like just be free there are no issues here and there I can be like you know myself and be true to who I am as a person Mm -hmm. and um so I feel like I'm going to be continuing to use that method especially when it gets my post-bac program and next or this fall and my grad and my med school program after um, this coming year Mm -hmm. so it's just like I use that as my escape I use that to be able to get away from reality where I can like just kind of cool my head down it's like a therapy for me almost so it's just like I'm able to be myself and be free from all the issues of life basically Mm. so I definitely want to use this as an outlet for me to be able to kind of calm down and escape from like my med school studies and all that but I think this is really important for me to continue on and keep doing that in my next four years of of my life so yeah um a lot of people like there's even there's been like a few different paths where it's like some people see their passion project as like they're that's something they would rather be doing mm. but they know like their major is something that they need to continue in mm. order to support themselves right, right. or like um their passion project is something that sort of takes them away from like the everyday like struggles and right. everyday tension that we feel right. um so it's always like a really important thing especially as college students where you have so much opportunity to discover so much around you and you have that escape you have that outlet so you should like really take advantage of that by doing a certain passion project of your own right because after these four years life hits you really hard Mm -hmm. so it's really important for you to be able to kind of start with yourself like how to find outlets that you like that you enjoy that allow you to be like free and be able to kind of calm down from the issues of life so mm-hmm. and it's important to find that now as you're a college student versus when you get out like it's, yeah. it's really hard for you to make time for it for it on, a, on, a, on your own let talk to us to like actually trying to find what you'd like for to do sure, so it's just sure. like I was just, just I was just to people to find what they like now and then to be able to kind of embed into their schedules for their like, the rest mm-hmm. of their lives mm-hmm. so that's what I would say so you sort of spoke about like how you're learning like different culture styles right. and um, like Afrofusion and then all these other because African dance when we say that that is a very broad term right right there's so many things that fall under that right so how how have you like experienced those kind of setbacks when you're um, learning new styles and how do you sort of push yourself through that right I kind of briefly mentioned it before but when I come when it comes to like me like kind of getting frustrated when it comes to certain dance styles and how I'm learning um, I kind of kind of take a break, like a, a few minutes of a break, and see, like, you know, kind of, like, think, like, why why did I first come here? What was what was the reason why I came to this class? Or what, what was the reason why I decided to learn this type of dance style? I could have been at home sleeping or relaxing, watching mm-hmm. Netflix or whatever, mm-hmm. but I took my time to come here for a reason, and it's like, from there, I knew that don't let, I was telling myself, I keep telling myself, don't let this one move or one eight count stop you from getting to your goal, and which mm-hmm. is to become a better dancer. So it's just like, I kind of used my why and, and know my why and kind of use that to motivate me to be able to get through it. And, you know, not all, you won't be the best dancer in all dance styles. So that's one yeah. thing people need to be able to learn and, and, mm. and kind of comprehend. Um, even the, the best dancers in the in the U.S. and in the, abroad, too, they don't, they don't, you don't really see them doing, like, just, I don't think there's any perfect dancer that's, that's best at every type of dance style that yeah. there is. So they're always learning. They're always kind of. 
um, cultivating their their self, cultivating their their um, craft. So I think mm-hmm. it's really important for us to keep doing that. Like you said before, you will never stop learning when it comes to dance or anything in life. Honestly speaking, yeah. So it's just like be able to be open minded in that and be able to like say like hey hey I can't I'm not looking that be- I'm not looking that great right now in this dance style, but I can I know that if I keep practicing, mm-hmm. I'll be looking better than how I was before. So True. that's one thing that that motivates me to be able to continue on and move forward with my dance styles mm-hmm. that I learn. So. I think that's a really good point because when we see like the videos and we see the um, sort of finished product mm-hmm. from a lot of people who do creative um, right. projects of their own, like the singers and the dancers and everything, right. we think like if I start something and I don't look like this the moment I start, like there's right. something wrong and we sort of like self-diagnose that exactly. really quickly. but. Like, there's so much growth that everyone has to go through. Mm -hmm. Like, even Beyonce had to grow at some point in her life. So it's not like you should expect to just be amazing. Like, prodigies are, like, very few. And Mm -hmm. even then, like, they're prodigies at one area. Yeah, like, they're not... Like, if you're a piano prodigy, you can't just jump into a dance, like, class or something and think you're great. So there's always you always need to make sure you keep having that mindset like you said of like open-mindedness and remembering like you don't need to be perfect at everything and so long as you're working at it you're already doing so much more than like a bunch of other people at that exactly moment. like even like doctors they once they get their medical, medical degree and their license it's not it they still have to have years of like you know recurring like training sessions to make sure mm. that they're you know knowledgeable or like they can still ma- maintain that training that they once mm-hmm. had a few years back of course if you're i'm gonna I'm say about doctors i'm about to be doctor soon so i'm just mm-hmm. gonna talk about that but um like even if you get your four degrees you think that people will remember what they t- that they learned in the in, the, in those mm. four years no like yeah. it's not possible so they have that reoccurring like training sessions for them to remember what they learned in the previous years to be able to kind of develop themselves more mm. so in, in any area of your life you're going to be consistently training and like learning and developing your your skill and your craft so yeah yeah. okay hello everybody it is time for the segment the best part of sides where we talk about unpopular food opinions once again if you want to vote on them my instagram is i-t-s-o-m-o-l-o-l-a-a i did four questions instead of two questions this week just because for me personally, I'm pretty much rounding out the semester this week, so I'm trying to get all the work I can out the way. So you might have to wait till next week to vote, but still follow my Instagram and check it out so you can vote on the questions. Um, so the first question I asked was, is breakfast necessary? Uh, I personally, I agree. I got a comment on this question where they basically said, if you're on a strict schedule, then no. But if you're on break or vacation, yes. Um, and I don't know. I kind of feel like I get that. But I feel like it's kind of the opposite for me. I feel like when I'm at school, when I eat breakfast, it largely depends on the timing of my classes. So if I have a really late class, like if I have like a 12.30 or something, then you'll see me at breakfast for sure. But if I have like a 9.30, I probably won't eat until like the afternoon so I don't know I feel like it's really just what I have to do for the day so I don't really see it as necessary more like if I put it in I put it in I guess but apparently a lot of people said it was necessary we got 31 votes for yes and 15 votes for no and I I kind of thought that that was kind of contrary to what I would kind of assume most people would think just because I feel like most people would be like breakfast who's that but apparently a lot of people eat breakfast so that's nice 
Um, the next question I asked was, what's your favorite cereal? Because for me personally, as someone who doesn't really take breakfast seriously, cereal is something I eat any day, but it's marketed as a breakfast food. So I'm gonna ask it like it's a breakfast food. So I'm just gonna go through all of these. I see a lot of Reese's Puffs. Now, Reese's Puffs are great, but the moment they get soggy, that is just the ugh, the worst thing. I think there are some cereals that once they get soggy, it's actually not bad. For example, Special K, um, yeah, that might be it. No, Special K and Frosted Mini Wheats. Once those get soggy, it's actually not ruined. Everything else though, especially flaky cereal, nah. Um, but yeah, Reese's Puffs are great. Frosted Flakes, Frosted Flakes are good. I never really was a Frosted Flakes kid. I, my parents thought it was too much sugar, but then I got onto Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which I see a lot. Now, let me just say, if you like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you are an OG. I don't make the rules. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is by far top tier cereal. Uh, Raisin Bran. I hate raisins. I think I've already said this here, but the bran flakes in Raisin Bran, I would eat that. In the cereal alone, I like that better than everything, but the raisins, no. Uh, honey Bunches of Oats, yes. Honey Bunches of Oats is great. Special K with the berries, yes. I, I actually would eat that without the milk. I think that the berries are good without the milk. Um, what else? I see original or Cheerios. If you eat original Cheerios, I'm so sorry to tell you, but you might be an old lady. Like, not, not in a mean way, but like regular Cheerios? That's like for people with color. Okay, let me, actually, let me not go there. Um, and then I see some comments saying cereal is gross. Uh, excuse, a waste of time to eat. It takes two seconds to make cereal. Cereal is fantastic. Captain Crunch. I was never a Captain Crunch person. Captain Crunch was never a thing for me. Lucky Charms. I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but I was the kid who would pour out a bowl of Lucky Charms, sort out the mush, sort the mushrooms, sort out the marshmallows, and then eat the marshmallows and neglect the rest of the cereal. I don't know if that makes me like completely ratchet as a child, but that's what I used to do. So Lucky Charms without the marshmallows can't do it, but with the marshmallows, yeah. I don't know if you can tell, but I do have a little bit of a sweet tooth. Uh, so yeah. But yeah, that was the segment a little longer this time, but now we get back to the interview. And I also think it's really amazing how um, in seeing how you have to do that with right. dancing, you're able to make those kind of connections with like your future career and everything right, too. Right, exactly. It, like, sometimes you like to think of maybe it's like one or the other, but they also can like converge very exactly. well, like your major and your passion project. Right. And they teach you like, great skills like time management all that mm -hmm. stuff but also teaches you the right mindset to approach your work with exactly so right. i think that's like a really important thing to always find those connections because it also like motivates you more right, when you're right, working right. and stuff like that too definitely agree so as you've been like going through building yourself as a dancer mm -hmm. how have your ideas about your like capabilities have changed oh man it's definitely grown like I think over the past couple of years, I'm speaking in regards to being a part of Afro, she it kind of showed me how strong I am as a person. Mm. Even coming to like my first trial, my freshman year, I was late. I had no. I was in freshman connection program. They uh. were at the point where like they were about to um, do the, the trials, and I was still learning the choreo. Mm. It was Nadia that taught me the choreo in ten minutes. That, wow. that I literally like grasped it, and wow. I perform. I I tried out with Kumam, and oh, I nice. made the team. Yeah. So it's just like 
you know, that people who are in a situation like that, they'll say, it's too late. I I tried Mm. my best and I didn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't do what I needed to do. But at the end of the day, I I said I had no choice because I liked this too much to kind of let it, let it go. And for me, I was like, let me just learn how much, whatever I can. I learned, I learned the whole thing in ten, literally 10 minutes and performed it to um, the former captain then. And mm-hmm. I was able to still go to the, the dance team. So the effort that I, the effort and passion that I, that I had, the job that I had kind of showed through my um, my tryouts. So I think from there on and the, the, the various years after going through hell and back with the team, with life overall, it just showed how strong I am, strong I am as a person mm-hmm. that I don't, like to give up easily at all until like you know worst comes to worst and it's really rare of me yeah. so i think with me i also know i also noticed that it would what like if people say like no to me for certain things whether it be in regards to like you know dances that I didn't get um picked for or just in life in general i tend to be able to like kind of like counter that no mm-hmm. and i'm like you know i don't i know i know i know you're saying no but i think i want to try even more until uh, I, I exhausted all my, my, my power to be able to get to where I want to be. Right. So with that, I think I've seen that I'm very, like, I, I definitely always try to get get what I want. Not mm. in a way that's, like, you know, kind of, like, just being selfish or whatever. It's just to, to get to get to the goals that I've already set for myself. And that's right. one thing that's kind of led me to where I am currently speaking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one thing that's leading me on to my future career goal as a physician in the future. So mm-hmm. that's one thing that I'm able to, you know, see, see for myself and see that I'm very, like, passionate about. I'm very, mm-hmm. I don't give up at, at all when it comes to certain things of life. So, yeah. So, like, very resilient. Like, yeah, very resilient. Yeah, nice, nice. So <laughs> you said, like, sort of after college, you're going to mm-hmm. keep trying to, um, pursue being a solo dancer since you're not going to be on the team anymore right. mm-hmm. so how do you think that's going to start looking like past college it's going to be definitely tough that's kind of why i've started to kind of get ready for it since last semester mm-hmm. um or sorry last summer rather um it's definitely gonna be tough because i'm entering my postback program in the fall and it's like yeah. my track of going to med school is like never stopping for mm-hmm. the most for the next like five years or so yeah so it's definitely gonna be difficult especially with the the career I want to enter so with that being said I think one thing I've really tried to focus on more so now is being able to manage my time and manage my mm. time and efforts because I want to I want to juggle both of them which is even if even though it's very difficult it's still very possible because I know yeah. people have done it in the past yeah. so I know that with that um it's a hard challenge, but it's not an impossible challenge. But with that being said, I, I, I definitely know that I'm trying to, you know, focus on kind of creating my time frame now, time management for both of the things I want to be part of and be able to figure out how I can continue on with that from there, from, from this point forward. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I'm kind of focusing on right now and being able to still be thoroughly involved in both of them as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So. So if you had something to say to a student who wanted to pursue a personal project or sort mm-hmm. of push a passion of themselves, what would right. you say? I would say go for it, honestly. There, there are people that are going to be there just to make you fall down. Mm-hmm. There's people going to be there that's going to make you say, like, make you discouraged or just say no to you and, and not even care about your well-being, not even care about how talented you are, not, not even care about you as a person. I, mm-hmm. And I would just definitely say that if you if you had a – if you had a vision for your life and vision that you want to be a part of this project, whether it be dance, whether it be theatrics, whether it be anything you anything you want, and you see yourself getting to that point, and and you have prayed about it, if you're a person of faith, you've prayed about it, and God has confirmed that you know this is for you. Do not let anything anything that you go through, any situation that you go through, any person that tells you no or that you are not good in it, to stop you from getting away 
from getting where you need to be because people are looking at you, whether good or bad. Yeah. And it's important for you to be able to get to that point so you can testify of what God has done for your life or, yeah. what, what, or, or how you got there and how you got there successfully. So I would definitely say that um, getting to, you know, getting to your goal is not just for you, it's for people who are coming after you as well. So I, I want you to um, kind of use your journey as a, as a point of motivation to be, to, to be able to tell others that you can do it too. So I would just yeah. kind of encourage you to do, to do that as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds great. Do you have any um, socials you want to drop? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> my Instagram is love, Lola with two A's. So L O V E L O L O L. Wait, that's embarrassing. Okay, let me start again. <laughs> my Instagram is L O V E L O L A A underscore. And I have um, a lot of dance videos coming up. So stay tuned for that one. And yeah. Thank you, yeah, guys. We have another Lola here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So thank you, Dami, for being here with us. Of course. Um, thank you for having me. <laughs> and we will see you guys next time on Sides of the Best Part. Bye. <laughs>